This is Brian Lohman. On behalf of the Lohman Ray Insurance Group, welcome to this edition of High School Prep Football Confidential. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Lohman Ray Insurance Prep Football Confidential, coming to you from our beautiful studios in downtown Champaign. Next hour, we'll spend analyzing, breaking down, talking about that sport that we love, that being high school football. Nobody else is doing this. We love doing it. I'm Jim Rosso with Evan Kahn, Tamara McDaniel. Basically, we're just we're blocking for our quarterback, the star of the show, Colin Likas. <laughs> Something like our, that. Our preps coordinator who, <laughs> who runs the sports section at the News Gazette, the high school version of it. Yes. We got uh, six coaches tonight. We got, a st- we got our player of the week stopping by. Uh, follow along on Facebook Live. Follow along on Twitter, on, mm-hmm. on Snapchat. Yep. We also have 11 3-0 teams. We do. We have 11 3-0 teams, 12 undefeated teams because Milford Cisna Park is 2-0. They just haven't played three games yet. So, uh, yeah, 11 3-0 teams and some surprises among that early group. Uh, some teams that we're kind of used to seeing, but also some surprises early on. Hey, we got a proud Evan Kahn here today because <laughs> Clinton High School is one of those is surprise stories. one of those stories. 3-0 teams. It, they, uh, it, they may make the rankings as a result. We'll, uh, we'll have to find out as this show rolls along. Speaking of those, in my hands, in my cold hands, <laughs> are, is a copy of Tuesday's News Gazette sports section yes. where you can read about Collins' new high school football top ten. Jim was able to get a, a, an early copy. Very lucky. I am Yes, <laughs> I, I did do that. And the neat thing about this show is we unveil the top ten mm-hmm. um, before then. That's right. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to. It. I need some I changes, too. Colin. You need some changes. Yeah, I need I some mean, changes. Then, well, you're you're getting a, you're getting a few this week. I'll tell you that much. I but. saw I saw a tweet earlier today that uh, questioned whether Monticello would leapfrog Tuscola yes, and Gibson City for the number one. There was a question out there about that. Any of those top three teams, Monticello, Tuscola, and GCMS, have a rightful stake uh, to the number one spot? And I think uh, there's certainly discussion to be made. But let's uh, we'll wait till later in the show to find out if. Uh, which one of those teams is leading off this week? Here's the deal. Uh, if you have questions for Colin, and who doesn't? Who uh, doesn't, really? T- tweet at him. Yeah. It's, right? uh, it's at ng, uh, lowercase C-L-I-K-A-S, capital N, capital G, and no spaces in there. Uh, yeah, tweet questions at me. Use the hashtag prepfootballconfidential, and we can, uh, we can read them on the air, and I can do my best to answer them. Well, I get questions all the time. Um, Colin, one of them being, uh, what's wrong with Unity? They're 0-3. Yeah, that's this is, what is, that's certainly a question uh, that uh, is on many of our minds. Uh, it's, not a, it's not something we've ever really seen from the Rockets under Scott Hamilton uh, in his 25th year now. Uh, it's, it's just very unusual to see Unity not have a win at this point in the season. They worked really hard in week three to try and get one. Their first two weeks games were pretty pretty rough, but third week they tied it up with less than a minute to play against Prairie Central. And then, lo and behold, the Hawks run it down the field with less than 30 seconds left to win the game in regulation. A brutal way for the Rockets to lose. Uh, you know, we talked about it before the season with uh, with how many senior leadership pieces they had to replace. We knew things were going to be challenging, but I didn't think any of us expected 0-3. And I'm guessing the Rockets are not going to be pleased with that moving forward. It's uh, it's certainly an interesting thing to be talking about right now. Here's my prediction. Unity makes the playoffs. That's, that's a prediction okay. because they're going to to have to win out to guarantee a spot uh so um i mean it's not impossible uh 
if they win five games, they're, they're at least up for consideration. Just have to win five of the next six. So it's a All challenge. Right. Get those questions in for Colin. Yes. One of the neater scenes last week, last Friday, was the at midfield after Rantoul's big win. If you if you went to Instagram or Twitter, you saw a bunch of eagles singing and jumping and cheering in the mud. Could anyone actually see what was going on because of the weather? I'm not even I'm not even sure it was possible. I'm, I don't know how hard it was raining there, but uh, it's pretty pretty rainy in other places. But Jim mentions this because we are joined by our uh, f- uh, football athlete of the week, Hayden Cargo from Rantoul. Hayden, thanks so much for dropping by today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, uh, t- take us through this uh, this play, what happened here. I mean, first of all, what was the original play call? You guys, setting the scene here, you guys were in overtime with Olympia, tied. Uh, first play in overtime, you guys are at the goal line trying to get it in. What was the actual play call there? What was supposed to be happening on that play? Um, it's a wedge play. So our fullback gets the ball right up the middle, and we just uh, push him in the two yards that we needed to go. Okay. And yeah. Okay. And call. so your role on that play was to kind of help push him in a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, I was a uh, receiver on the, I was a wing out, on okay. the, wide out on the right side. So I was just blocking my. I got guy. you. So you weren't, you weren't right in the, in no. the. Okay. So when did you see the ball come loose then? And I mean, it was, was your initial reaction just to run right at it? Did you even freeze for a second and think about it? Or? No, I just dove on it. I saw the ball, so I dove on it. Is but. that uh, something uh, that you guys practice at any point? Yeah, we do yeah. practice diving on fumbles, yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, what, was, uh, what was the emotion like when uh, you, know, you, you stood up, realized you had the ball, the touchdown? Um, it was just pretty exciting, really, um, just to know if we went ahead that easily. I mean, not easily, but that first play yeah right on the first play yeah right. uh hayden cargo ran tool football uh and then the ensuing defensive stand to make sure that you guys won uh tell, tell me about what went into that and i mean how thrilling was it when fourth down you guys get the final stop yeah that was crazy it was uh four plays in a row they just kept running right up the middle mm-hmm. but our defensive guys they did their job and and stopped them right 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 short yeah and then jim like jim was saying you know after the game the celebration at midfield i mean it's Rantoul's first home win since 2014 so that was a big deal for you guys yeah. right yeah yeah i mean uh, what, what was the what was the like right there in the middle of the scene with the mud and the rain and the excitement i don't know it's just is uh overall just a fun game um it was very hyped up so at the end of the game everybody was real excited yeah all right, Hayden. You, Hayden, you got to tell me. You're guaranteeing in a playoff trip for the Eagles, right? Oh, yeah. You are. That's good. I like that confidence. You need <laughs> that confidence, especially in the Illini Prairie, not an easy conference to play in. Uh, yeah, what does this do for you guys as far as momentum is concerned? I mean, winning uh, your first home game since 2014, I mean, that's a huge step in the right direction. So how does this propel you moving forward? Um, it just gives us more uh, – confidence really just mm-hmm. to just to go up against the next few teams and we have some some good um competition coming up but some definitely winnable games yeah yeah and monticello uh, the team that's coming up for you next what's the game plan there obviously a challenging team but based on you know what just happened uh, you're, it's, you're not afraid of anybody i'm sure right um the game plan i guess would be just just to keep doing our thing and and we just got to get more uh precise on all of our our blocks and everything like that yeah now uh tell me uh you playing out in the mud last week do you prefer a game like that or you prefer something where everyone's you know clean afterward uh 
Well, it's definitely easier to catch the ball uh, dry, but yeah. mud, mud, mud games are real fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what is that adjustment like for you? I mean, as, as somebody who catches the ball, what goes into that for you? Um, just more concentration, I guess. And you never know. It could just slip right out. So you just got to – you can't squeeze too tight or else it will slip out. Or if it's too loose, you just drop it. So you got to find the happy medium. Very good. Uh, any games uh, to, to close uh, up the discussion about the Illini Prairie? Any games besides uh, the Monticello one you're really looking forward to the rest of the way? Um, STM game that's at the uh, the Illini football field. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Peyton, you know Rantoul's got a proud tradition back in the day as a football program. Yeah. Do you sense – the community starting to maybe get a, get behind you guys a little much yeah i think so the the stands are are starting to fill up a little bit more than they they usually are well uh we also had uh rantoul uh, coach tom hess uh pre-record uh pre-recorded interview with me uh, about uh, that uh, that goal line play that hayden ended up taking him for a touchdown uh tom shared his thoughts with me about it let's uh, let's hear what he had to say no, not exactly how we threw it up, but, you know, when you're playing in six inches of rain in a mud pit, uh, a lot of things like that can happen. Uh, so we knew, you know, ball security was going to be one of the biggest factors in that game. Luckily, the ball rolled our way on that play. Uh, but that, you know, again, a testament to guys, you know, being aware, hustling to the ball and being around uh, to be able to go ahead and pick that ball up. Did it surprise you at all that Hayden was the guy who ended up falling on it? Not at all. You know, he's a guy that that's around the ball, and he's a hustle guy, an effort guy. Um, so, yeah, no, he's pretty savvy with the ball. He's got a lot of different skill sets. So, yeah, no, not surprised he was there to pick it up. Not surprised the ball came out with covered in, in mud and water and things like that either. Uh, but we do like to hope that our guys are uh, holding on to the ball, especially down there in that red zone. Coach Tom has given uh, given Hayden some love. I'm sure. I'm sure you appreciate that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Hayden Cargo ran tool football. Thanks again so much for joining us. He's our football athlete of the week after his stellar uh, play in overtime to help the Eagles defeat Olympia in Week Three. All right, Hayden. Thank you. Uh, will, will the re- Eagles uh, crack that top ten? Uh, they, they 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 very well could. We have to wait and see. Here we've right. got. Uh, we'll start uh, running down the top ten here uh, very shortly. All right. We'll be back after this. Now back to the Loman Ray High School Prep Football Confidential on News Talk 1400 WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. Special thanks to Hayden Cargo for stopping by our studios. His mom came too. Nice yeah. of her to. She was she was enjoying the moment for sure. She was filming him a little bit, and as high school kids are wont to do, I'm sure he was a little a little embarrassed by it. But he did great. It was great to have Hayden on the show as our second uh, Loman Ray Insurance Athlete of the Week. Bryson Lee. Uh, St. Thomas More was the first yes. uh, honoree. We'll try to uh, lure one of these stars into the studio every week. Oh, it's, yes. a, it's a big deal for uh, yeah. us as There's well. There's certainly going to be uh, some some moments where we have uh, athletes from uh, areas that are not quite as close as Rantoul and uh, St. Thomas More Champagne uh, that they might not be able to stop by, but we're going to make every effort to make sure we have uh, somebody in the studio here every week. Hey, good luck to Tom Hess. A good guy, yeah. uh, good athlete in his own right. Absolutely. He's, uh, hopefully the Eagles are trending in the right direction because mm-hmm. that, that win was uh, critical to their program. All right, of course, uh, we break the top ten football rankings every Monday night on this show. Um, I'm curious about a team down south, Arcola, another team with great tradition. Mm-hmm. All right, they're still not in our top ten. They're Tom. not. They're close. 2-1. Uh, uh, last, uh, last week they put up more than 50 points 
uh, in a victory. Uh, we, we, we spoke with Coach Nick Lindsay about uh, what, uh, what that offense has been like, uh, specifically the run game and how, that, uh, how important of a role that has played uh, for the Purple Riders so far. Austin does a great job. Um, he, he's just physical and, and a tough runner. Um, and I thought, you know, going into last week's game, I was, we, we got Pedro Gaona involved a little bit more. And, um, you know, they're both home run threats at any time. And uh, two a little different types of runners. But, um, you know, Austin's, Austin's just a little more physical and, you know, looks to – looks to maybe run you over if he's got the opportunity where Pedro is a little more patient, uh, you know, reads his blocks and, and finds holes when they're there and then, and then burst. So, um, really, I was really impressed with both of our backs. Uh, obviously Austin brings something special. He's a returning thousand yard rusher as a sophomore last year. So, um, I think he's, he's got the opportunity to be special every week. <laughs> There, I, I like I like that. Uh, Evan Gone throwing in some sound effects for us, uh, but he was uh, Nick Lindsay, our Cola coach, was talking uh, about uh, Austin Hopkins there primarily, uh, running back for the Purple Riders, who had multiple touchdowns uh, in their most recent game. They'll be uh, the Purple Ri- Purple Riders will be traveling to Arthur Lovington at Wood Hammond for their Week Four game and some LOVC Northwest action. All right, enough about the teams that are on the cusp. Well, not, I need real not t- totally enough because we'll we'll hit some more later on. But I see what you're getting at. You want you want some top ten teams, and I, I can totally understand that. Uh, I think Evan's going to be especially happy with our with our first one here, uh, the debuting Clinton Maroons at number ten, uh, one of the teams that we were talking about at the top that has uh, a three and zero start, and with Chris Ridgway in his first year as head coach, the Maroons three and zero. That's a very uh, very quick uh, quick turnaround there for uh, first year coach. But uh, Clinton defeated Shelbyville 23-6 to last week in Central Illinois Conference play. Uh, Ty Berter rush, uh, passed for uh, 11 of 15 for 105 yards and two touchdowns. And uh, Clayton Welch caught both of those touchdowns. He also had two interceptions on defense. So uh, Clayton was certainly a kid who could have been an Athlete of the Week uh, consideration. Uh, Tyrese Petty, who uh, was one of our helmet stickers honorees recently, uh, rushed for 90 yards and a score. Uh, Clinton's got some serious competition coming up, though, if they want to maintain their spot. Uh, they've got 3-0 and Tuscola, 3-0 and St. Teresa, 3-0 and Warrensburg-Latham, and 2-1 and Central A&M over the next five weeks. Piece of cake, right, Evan? Uh, I don't know about that. Those are, <laughs> those are some, I don't know if you call them blue buds, but those guys are always in it dating back to the old Okaw days. There so, you go. Yeah, uh, Meridian, uh, up and down. You never know what you're going to get with them. Mm-hmm. So you get the 4-0 start, but you were talking about it earlier. Those fifth and sixth wins are the ones that matter, and then the schedule yes. picks up. So. Yep. You get uh, you get at least five, you're in a good place in, in Illinois high school football. Uh, so, yeah, uh, congrats to, to Clinton uh, starting 3-0 and and cracking our top ten this week. You got another first-timer. We do. You want to change. You got change. All man. right. Number nine, uh, out of the uh, constantly strong Illini Prairie Conference, uh, Prairie Central, 3-0 and are the Hawks uh, making their debut after the aforementioned win over Unity, 34-26. Uh, the Rockets went ahead with less than a minute to play, and uh, Prairie Central responded about nine seconds later uh, when Wyatt Stedinger rushed 49 yards for what would become the game-winning touchdown. 
the Hawks offense has been prolific, uh, tallying between 34 and 42 points in each of the first three games. So things are going well there. And it's it's been a heavily uh, running-based attack. How about this for statistics? Last week, Prairie Central had 357 rush yards. They had zero passing yards. Uh, that's, that's certainly not balanced, but it's working, uh, because as long as you're winning games, uh, you can rush for 400 yards and throw for no yards and it's totally fine. Uh, but serious challenge, like with Clinton, uh, some challenges coming up for them. Prairie Central has an immediate challenge here with three and Pontiac, uh, this week in Illini Prairie Conference play. Checking in at number eight, a team that uh, we're very familiar with, yes. a team that is playing well, the uh, Salt Fork Storm. Yes, no uh, no new teams beyond this point, but some uh, some shuffling going on, so be on the lookout for that as we continue our co- top ten countdown on this show. Uh, number eight, Salt Fork, as Jim said, up two spots from number ten last week. Uh, defeated Georgetown Ridge Farm 14-6 to in one of those uh, typical old-school Vermilion Valley Conference games uh, where the two teams pretty much just uh, – bash each other uh, bash each other in the head a little bit and uh, whoever uh, comes out uh, comes out uh, still punch and wins the game uh, Gage Romack threw for two touchdowns uh, both in the second half 10 of 25 for 162 yards hit Coda Broker for a 47 yarder and he hit uh, Matthew Rozek for a six yarder uh, note uh, side note Matthew Rozek's name is got to be the hardest one to spell in our coverage area W-R-Z-O-S-E-K there's not a lot of vowels in there uh, Peyton Taylor 16 tackles Dylan Washkowiak 10 tackles uh, so that Salt Fork defense, uh, which they, they knew was going to have to be a trademark for this team to, uh, to succeed, it is uh, really putting in the work. Uh, the Storm will take on Westville, an, another surprise 0-3 team uh, right now, but uh, no uh, no way Salt Fork can take Westville lightly. All right, I got, I got a question. Uh, ask Colin, of course. Uh, tweet at him. They want to know why our rankings – sometimes don't line up with the AP rankings that you see in the News Gazette. You yeah. see all eight classes ranked yeah. top ten, and sometimes you see a team in the top ten that's not even in our top ten. That's true. Tell that's, me about that. That's true. And uh, sometimes, you know, that's just oversight on our part. For example, when our, our Jenna Oriana debuted in the preseason uh, top ten for Class 1A, I didn't have them in my top ten. I, cl- I quickly rectified that the following week. Uh, so sometimes it's things like that. Other times uh, we just have so many strong teams in our area, and this is especially true during basketball season, uh, where we just have so many teams that are doing well that we really there, there's not enough room for all these teams. For uh, maybe maybe an example this week for football, the the latest AP poll comes out on uh, Tuesday afternoon, so I can't speak for sure. But uh, one of the undefeated teams that didn't make the cut this week for our top 10 was Tri-County. They are 3-0, also with a first-year coach, Brian Anderson. Uh, I don't know if they'll get AP votes or not this week. I'm sure they'll receive some interest after a 3-0 start, but just not enough room in our top 10 right now. Uh, Thankfully, these things are fluid, though, so we can always change things up. That's the point of the rankings. Uh, definitely not to, uh, to spite anybody or upset anybody, uh, when we leave teams out, it's more of just, uh, trying to, trying to see where all the best pieces fit. The rankings are done, uh, from a statewide poll, Colin, in let's say college football and college basketball, uh, they use writers from 
Big Ten towns sure. to vote. Who is voting on these things? Uh, it's uh, writers and uh, television personalities, radio personalities from all across the state. Uh, we receive an email from an AP representative, uh, Catherine Hill. She does a great job uh, compiling all this stuff, helping to compile this stuff. Uh, every Sunday she sends us an email letting us know how all of these teams fared. Uh, we have eight polls, 1A through 8A, and she uh, gets the top 10 for each of those, the results, all, all 80 games there. Uh, make sure they're lined up for us, and then we offer our input. So I usually help out with the Champaign-Urbana area, providing updates. we got people down, uh, up north, down south, out to the west, uh, providing updates from TV, newspaper, radio, all types of people. All the media outlets work together to make sure we have as good of uh, these top ten polls as we possibly can, and so we're uh, not trying to leave any teams out. Uh, occasionally things happen. Some schools don't report scores. Um, for example, uh, there, well, I won't name names, but there was a school last week that didn't report a score. So even though they were in my top 10 the previous week, I didn't vote for them because I had no idea if they won or lost. So I couldn't fairly say they deserve to be in the top 10. So uh, things like that happen sometimes. But uh, in general, we get, I would say, probably 98% of the scores every week, and we're able to put together uh, pretty good pretty good rankings to reflect on who's who's leading in the, in the state. Right so you're, now. you're telling me they're legitimate? Oh, they're legitimate. All yeah, right. they're uh, you know it's it it may not get the love or the the hype as like the uh, the AP f- uh, college football poll or AP college basketball poll, uh, but it, it's still legitimate. There's still people who are uh, really uh, passionate about their work, uh, weighing in and telling others what they see and trying to get these teams uh, the mm-hmm. recognition they deserve. All right, those are released on Tuesday afternoon. You look at your Wednesday News Gazette uh, in print. Yes. And you'll see them all listed. That's right. Yeah, last week was the only week that fell off because of uh, right. Labor Day. So. Yeah, any, do we have any area number ones? Uh, area num- Well, I keep voting in area number one. Uh, there are, the rest of the panel doesn't agree with me necessarily. Okay. I, I've had Gibson City, Melvin Sibley, number one in Class 1A the whole season. Uh, and uh, Lena Winslow has been leading uh, that charge. Lena Winslow uh, defeated Tuscola, uh, who has been at number two in the 1A AP poll. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the state title last year in Class 1A, my logic behind voting GCMS number one has been they won a Class 2A state title last year. They are probably the best team in Class 1A considering they lost a few key pieces but really returned a lot of important pieces, including most of their defense. I don't understand why they wouldn't be number one, but that's just me. You're making sense, Colin. I think I'm making sense. Uh, well, this last week, only one other person gave them a first-place vote along with me, but that's fine. I, I was the only one. Uh, let's see, it's 8A or 7A. I'm the only one with a first-place vote for one of the teams, so uh, it doesn't really bother me to, to be on the outside of that of a conversation like that. Well, if it makes you any, feel you any better, uh, Bob Osmus and who you heard on the uh, Monday Sports Talk at the Esquire yes. uh, has Wisconsin as his <laughs> He's AP the only one. one. And he is the only one in the nation. He's been the only one. I saw... Uh, a picture on Twitter of all of the t- all of the polls uh, with logos, and it's down the the number one column. Mm-hmm. It's Bama, Clemson, Bama, Clemson, Bama. Up oh, there's there's a big W right there, right in the middle. Whose is that? Oh, that's Bob. Why not? Right. Why not? Have Why fun not? with it. I mean, if that's what you think, Bob's going with his gut, and I went with my gut when I picked GCMS. We're right in the middle of a powerful three-hour window of sports programming. The Levy Smith Show, of course, oh, yes. uh, is on at seven on uh, HMS and DWS. Uh, but we got plenty of high school sports to talk yes. uh, before then. Hey, back to your top ten. Yeah. We're we're up to number six. Yeah, uh, let's, uh, uh, let's number seven actually. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah let's uh, let's. Well, they were number six last yeah, week. Yeah, you dropped them. They yeah. Sometimes this happens. Uh, this happened with Argena and St. Joe a couple weeks ago, uh, where it's no fault of the team that fell. 
It's simply that the team that just jumped ahead of them did something very spectacular, and we'll get to that later with our number six uh, point. But number seven this week, Bismarck handing Rossville Alvin, the Blue Devils, down a spot, but by no fault of their own. Uh, They improved to 3-0. Uh, by defeating uh, Hoopston area Schlarman Armstrong Potomac 21 to seven in Vermilion Valley Conference play, uh, much like uh, Prairie Central as we discussed before, Bismarck Henning relies a lot on the ground game. Uh, Caleb Leahy coming off a, a nasty ACL injury last year, 25 rushes for 136 and, the, and a touchdown. Uh, Avery McConkey, the quarterback for the Blue Devils, uh, 14 rushes for a pair of touchdowns and just short of 100 yards. So, you know, if it's not broken, don't fix it. You, uh, if, you, if you can run the ball effectively and win games doing it without having to throw much, it's not a, not a problem. I don't see any, uh, any issue with that. And uh, in, in keeping with uh, talking about Bismarck a little more, we are joined now by longtime Bismarck heading Rossville Alvin coach Mark Dodd. Mark, thanks so much for calling in tonight. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, you, uh, you out at a JV game right now? I am. My uh, my son's a freshman, oh. uh, freshman quarterback, and so I'm out able to watch him and enjoy it. He's not in the game yet, but it's, a, it's <laughs> so only I, a matter of time, if right? Beer, if I get the beer for 30 seconds, you know he either did something really good or really bad. <laughs> there you go. I like it. I like it. Well, uh, we were uh, we were talking a bit about uh, about your team and uh, what they have done this year. Uh, you guys are off to a three and zero start. Is this something that you pictured going into this season? Um, you know, we were, we were hopeful, but, uh, you just never know. You never know how, how good your opponents are going to be. Um, you never know how fast your kids are going to respond, but, uh, we feel good about being three and zero. but don't particularly feel real good about how we're playing. Um, we have a lot of young kids and, and it's just, uh, you know, there's just a lot of growing pains right now. And, um, I feel like we, our reputation has given us a lot of respect maybe in the area, but. We really haven't produced it on the field yet. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, you got, like you said, reputation certainly uh, helps out. You guys did receive some votes in the last AP poll uh, last week. I mean, based on what you're saying, though, you feel like uh, maybe there's a little more work to be done before you guys are, are deserving of that, oh, yeah. that situation. Yeah, there really is. There really is. Um, and again, it's just, it's just a catch up time. You know, we have, yeah. we only really have one senior that's playing. Uh, any time and that's Zane Rining and we're everybody else you know played JV last year except mm-hmm. for Caleb Leahy so it's just uh it's gonna take time and I know the kids are you know they're great kids we have you know just just awesome kids to coach so I have a feeling you know we'll we'll get there eventually it's just uh it's just gonna take a little while a little longer than than I like sure and uh yeah you mentioned Caleb uh, explosive uh, as a, as a sophomore uh, tore his ACL though uh has he bounced back in uh, to to normal form uh, off of that knee injury you know he's getting stronger every week and i think uh you know the hardest thing coming back from an injury like that is just the mental part mm-hmm. and so uh you know we haven't been playing him a lot on defense and and we've been kind of limiting him you know just just kind of letting him try to come back at his at his own pace and i i think last week we really we found the real you know we saw the real caleb Leahy come back and he was very confident cutting hard and um i think he's going to be fine bismarck Henning, rossville alvin coach mark dodd joining us on the prep football confidential radio show uh you've also got a quarterback who can run the ball uh in addition to when he throws it uh you, you haven't run quite a bit though uh, what has avery mcconkey brought to you guys is he uh everything that you expected uh in his first year starting 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Avery got some good experience last year when Wyatt Edwards broke his thumb, and had, he, Avery had to start three games for us in the middle of our conference season. And uh, I think that was valuable for him. And, and uh, he's come in, taking the reins, taking the coaching, and uh, he's just been, been outstanding. I mean, he throws a real good ball, and he, his fakes are great. And uh, we needed him the other night to make some big plays with his feet, and he did. He, he, really, uh, he really came through for us. He's going to be a good one. Jumping into a Vermilion Valley Conference play <laughs> last week, uh, we, we talk about it on this show, how the VVC is a hard-hitting conference uh, full of teams with, uh, with kids who, you know, they like to, they like to be the, the biggest, strongest kid on the field. I mean, you've been in the VVC for some time. Talk, t- talk to me a little bit more about what it is like to play in the VVC. Well, it's unique. Um, you know, a lot of these kids that play youth football, which is a majority of them, um, you know, they they get used to uh, playing each other, and they you know, they know each other. And so by the time they get to high school, you know, those rivalries and sometimes hard feelings and all that stuff is already in place. And so you come in, you know, you play in our in our youth league, and you play against all the kids. And then you get into high school, and they start, you know, growing into men, and they start playing each other. That's I think what adds to the to the rivalries and to the to the passion that the, our teams have because. They just—they don't want to lose to the kids they know. They don't want to lose to friends of theirs. Yeah, certainly. I mean, is there—is there a team that really brings it out uh, in this group of guys? Is the, has that game already happened? Is the game on the schedule still? Well, it's for us. I'd say uh, you know it's that that Westville rivalry. Okay. The last few years, I mean, um, I know they haven't been doing particularly well this year, but. You know, it's always it's, they're the ones that uh, have knocked us off the last two years in a row, and, and we don't we don't appreciate that really. <laughs> um, you know, Salt Fork is always really good, and Brian does such an awesome job there. It's you know, it doesn't matter what kind of talent he has, he's gonna he's gonna be there every Friday. Um, and in Georgetown, you know, with Coach Cavanaugh coming back, um, they're probably the most improved team. Um, and then you look at uh, Oakwood, who's just kind of an unknown there with the new coach and everything. So. You know, there's a lot of a lot of good stuff. Certainly, and I mean, too, uh, we talked a lot about your offense, uh, but the but the defensive side of the ball it's something the Blue Devils have prided themselves on as long as you have been around the program. Uh, any players in particular who are really standing out so far for that unit? Uh, you know, again, it's a it's a whole new group. It's it's really something. You know, Cody Miller was a great player for us and a four year starter and really ran the show. Um, defensively for us more than anything and you know when he's gone i replaced him with a, a junior who's never played before and a sophomore so yeah <laughs> so it's a completely new look but uh, eric watson is that sophomore he's playing in our mike linebacker spot and uh, paul puanet is the junior who's never played before and uh he's done he's done really really well actually i think he might be our leading tackler right now and then Taylor miller is uh is the guy who has come back and played defensive end after starting last year for us. So those three kind of anchor everything. Very good. Mark Dodd, Bismarck Henning, Rossville Alvin coach. I'll, uh, I'll let you get back to the JV game. Hope your son uh, has a <laughs> touchdown or two there. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for that. Thanks, Mark. Good luck, coach. Tell, uh, you know, we're on Facebook Live and behind column like us is a collection of helmets. Yes. We need a Bismarck helmet. I right, I can't. I don't know which way my hands are going. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we, yeah. we do. We need a. We need a few helmets. We uh. We should have had Hayden bring out a Rantoul one when he when he stopped. There's by. room. There's room in the Always studio. Room. We can stack these things up to the ceiling and and beyond. No problem. We'll we'll build an extension on the building to fit all the helmets. You're not at Bismarck Georgetown this weekend, are you, Colin? 
Uh, no, that game was uh, last week. So. Yeah, good, you're not there again. Where <laughs> so, are you going this So Friday I night? can't cover that one. Uh, uh, the plan is to cover St. Joe Unity, which even though St. Joe's 3-0 and and Unity's 0-3, uh, rivalry game, those teams always bring it against each other. I wouldn't count out the Rockets regardless of what their record is right now. All right, uh, we got a few more teams to get to we in Collins' got our top, top 10, six. including the heavyweights, which I'm looking oh, forward yes. to. Tell you what, we'll be back right after this. The Loman Ray High School Prep Football Confidential continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. Thank you to Brian Loman, of course, uh, helping out. Dan Tappendorf of MET. Yes, love the endorsements. Get this show up on its feet and running. Hey, follow along on Fridays. Our high school scoreboard goes live at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Runs all the way up to Colin, does his helmet stickers about midnight, or 7 a.m. usually the next yeah, day. Yeah, I usually launched about 7 a.m. I film it about midnight. <laughs> hey, that high school scoreboard is a hit. We update it every time an area team scores. Yep. Yep, uh, Matt Daniels and or Mike mm-hmm. Colgan does a great job uh, updating that scoreboard. And uh, one of the one of the top scores on there uh, from last week, uh, top, uh, it was in the Big 12. Big 12 is usually at the top of our scoreboard. Centennial, first win of the season, uh, defeated Peoria Richwoods 31-10. to uh, After giving up 48 points in consecutive games uh, to start the season, the Chargers really needed a momentum boost, and they got it uh, winning at home. Uh, against a Big 12 opponent. Uh, Coach Lakeevy Johnson spoke with me about what that win meant uh, moving forward in 2018. It shows just how talented we have an opportunity to be because we were able to fight through a lot of those turnovers and the fact that they actually fought through them because there come times where, you know, we get one or two turnovers and that could be the game. But they fought through, you know, those five fumbles and interception and still came out and Put ourselves in an opportunity, giving ourselves an opportunity to still uh, try to win the game and ultimately pull out a win. That was encouraging. You now, it gives us the idea that you know we can minimize a lot of these turnovers, these small mistakes. We keep them under control. We got a chance, and that's kind of where we're looking at it right now. Just we always have a chance, and that's the biggest thing we want these kids to know. So what you always, uh, you know, always put yourself in a position to do well always put yourself in a position where you can just compete and make plays and that's kind of where we are right now that was centennial football coach lakeevy johnson talking about the team's win over peoria richwoods uh, got an interesting matchup uh, this week do the chargers with uh, heading to danville both of those teams are one and two so uh, that matchup a little more even than some might have uh, might have assumed coming into the year uh, but that uh, that's our uh, our Big 12 nod uh, for right now. Yeah, I don't see any of my Big 12 teams in the top 10. Yeah, unfortunately, all of our Big 12 teams are under 500, so mm-hmm. it's going to we're going to take a little bit of work. But uh, you know, the the pieces are there. They just gotta they just gotta come together. Big 12 is not an easy conference to pick up wins in. That's for sure. All right, when I first joined the News Gazette in 1993, uh, there was a Coach Zimmerman up in Paxton <laughs> yes. that was had a powerhouse going that had Paul Prince leading to the field. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, there's paw prints all over the roads still in Paxton, uh, and I'm pretty sure there's still a Zimmerman or two also at the school. Uh, PBL, another team like Arcola, just outside the top ten. They've recovered nicely from a season-opening loss to GCMS by winning their last two games, uh, most recently defeating Iroquois West in Week 3. 
Uh, Gunner Belt running the offense now with a with a fantastic name and a, a fantastic rate of success so far. Uh, his first career start at quarterback came last week, and uh, he kept things going uh, in his second go-around. Uh, PBL coach Jeff Graham chatted with me about what Gunner brings to that offense. He, he's been running run the offense well, and, and uh, you know, we've, we've had some big gainers, had some, some longer passes, and, and uh, you know, we were talking today with the team about uh, – uh, and, and, and Gunner would tell you this too, but you know, without those guys up front, they've just been doing a really nice job of, of uh, protecting them and also in the run game too. Um, uh, really happy with how they're progressing. We still have, you know, a lot of improvement, obviously, uh, that, that, that we gotta, we gotta continue on, but, uh, you know, we're, we're happy in the direction it's going. We asked uh, to get questions for Colin Likas. Uh, that includes on the phone, right? Three five six nine three nine seven. If you want to weigh in with Colin, question his sanity with these rankings. So I think certainly we have Kevin on the line, uh, checking in via phone. Kevin, what's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? How you doing, Kevin? Good show. Well, uh, thanks, man. Appreciate you guys it. Got this going. Let's you know, give a little more shout out. To, uh, you know, the high school and what's going on around the community. Yeah. What I got a comment, uh, I want to give a shout out. You know, you guys are kind of heavy laden on the offensive side of the ball. Sure. And uh, the Centennial game, I got a friend that's on the booster club there, and I'm not involved other than what I hear, but there was a, a senior on the Centennial team, linebacker, uh, Cam Nesbitt, and uh, it's his first year playing football, mm-hmm. and he's uh, projected to be a state qualifier in wrestling. That's right. I remember. And, yeah, I remember. Uh, remember covering him on the wrestling scene. Actually, uh, Coach uh, Coach had, Johnson uh, actually talked to me about uh, Mr. Nesbitt. He had 27 tackles in the game last Friday. Well, there you go. 20, 27 tackles. That's not a that's not a number to sneeze at. I uh, really appreciate you bringing that to our attention, Kevin. We definitely uh, definitely should uh, find a good level of balance between the offense and the defense. Uh, that's something we're trying to work on, and uh, that's uh, that's the reason I take uh, take suggestions uh, for things like that. Uh, ways we can improve the show. So uh, that's that's our first call in. That was great. Three five six nine three nine seven. If you want to give it a whirl. Um, a team that uh, did make a little bit of a jump uh, in your top ten are the Fisher Bunnies. Fisher uh, Bunnies, hard to beat all season long. They had to. Uh, they had to make a jump because they. Uh, and I, I, I'll eat crow for this one because uh, in our predictions that we ran in Thursday's paper, I uh, did not have them de- defeating Tri Valley, but they went to Downs and they picked up a win over a bigger school, twenty-one fourteen. Uh, that was a clutch win for the Bunnies. Uh, they they improved to three and zero. Tyler Wilson is just a machine that could carries the ball uh, thirty plus times a game. Did so again in this one. Rushed for all three of Fisher's touchdowns, and uh, the Bunnies are the Bunnies are rolling. They're going to get some AP consideration in Class One A this week. St. Joe at number five, and at number four. Yep, St. Joe the Bombers. St. Joe at number St. Joe at number five. Yeah, quick. Quick note on St. Joe. Uh, they uh, defeated Bloomington Central Catholic 43-21. That, that was really the big win I think they needed. Uh, their first two wins were kind of, uh, 
you know, they, they weren't uh, super overwhelming or anything like that. So it was nice to see the Spartans uh, uh, boost up there behind Dwight Colvin and Braden Reaver, each rushing for two touchdowns. Uh, but uh, you mentioned the Argenta Oriana Bombers at number four staying there. Uh, St. Joe didn't move at five either. Argenta stayed still at number four. Uh, the Bombers defeated Oakwood 38-22, most recently ranked n- number eight in the Class 1A AP poll. Uh, and speaking of our Jenna Oriana, we are joined now by Bombers coach Steve Kirk. Steve, thanks so much for taking some time out of your evening. Thanks for having me, Colin. Yeah, and uh, you you got to be happy with how things are going so far. Three and O start uh, after a pretty promising 2017 season. I mean, uh, does this team feel any different than the uh, the 2017 version? Does it feel like a like a better team right now? I, you know, I don't know about better. It's maybe different. I, yeah, I think. You know, most fishes, most uh, positions were just a, a year older. So, uh, you know, I think the experience helps, and uh, most of the kids have been through the gauntlet before. So, so that helps as well. And uh, the offense, uh, the offense is averaging forty-one points a game. Uh, to what do you attribute that success right now? Nah, really good players. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, we got, uh, you know, a, a couple running backs that that, that do uh, you know really good things. We have a quarterback that's. Uh, you know, that's super, uh, you know, we have, a uh, a, a couple wide receivers, uh, you know, that are really, really good. So, uh, you know, we have the ability to, to, to do a lot of things. So that always makes it uh, nice. Our general Oriana coach, Steve Kirk with us, uh, as our caller, uh, Kevin just mentioned, uh, we should definitely talk about defense and with you guys, uh, even though your offense is high flying, you, I'm pretty sure you could get into a shootout with just about anybody and uh, come out on top. But the, uh, the defense, giving up just 14.3 points per game, uh, it, did you expect the defense to be uh, this much of a strong point coming into this year? Well, I, you know, I'm really proud of the, you know, those kids. Uh, we had to replace, uh, you know, Trevor Webb on defense. Uh, you know, he was our stalwart uh, last year. So, so I knew it was going to be, uh, you know, kind of a defense by committee thing. And, you know, and those kids, uh, you know, to this point in the year, really rose to the occasion and played really good football. Well, you uh, you guys have some good challenges coming up, weeks five through seven. Uh, Decatur Lutheran, Sarah Gorder, Bement, Arcola, all two and one right now. Uh, that's going to be a critical stretch for your team. How do you how do you like your guys' chances heading into that uh, that part of the season? Well, those are those are three uh, very good football teams. You know, we're just going to have to, uh, you know. Uh, take it one day at a time uh you know we're just trying to to to, to get better and uh you know and see where where the chips fall uh you know those particular friday nights and uh to, I, I have to ask you about this because i think we brought it up in each of our first two shows with some of our other schools uh argena oriana with the new turf field looks beautiful how do you guys like playing on it oh it's super you know the, the kids love it uh you know i love it uh you know it makes things easier for me uh you know it's 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 easier for the kids, especially, uh, you know, when we get into these, uh, you know, later weeks, uh, we, you know, we're basically practicing on dirt, uh, you know, so this is going to be a nice, uh, you know, a nice change. So, boy, it's, it, you know, it's really, uh, it's really been a great thing for our school, for our community, uh, and our football team. Bombers coach Steve Kirk, uh, leader of the number four team in our uh, top ten rankings. Thanks again so, so much for joining us tonight, Steve. Thanks for having me, Colin. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and that's uh, that's number four in our top ten, Argena Oriana. We've got three more teams to go here. Always good to hear from uh, 
an area guy like Steve Kirk. Sure been is. around here a long time doing good things at Argento. Yeah, sure is. He's uh, relatively new to Argento, but uh, the, the Bombers are taking to what he's saying. That's for sure. All right, as Colin said, we're down to our last three. We know who they are, but we don't know the order. That's correct. Hang around. We'll be back after this. It's been proven that high school sports teach student-athletes life lessons like teamwork, leadership, and the positive Now back to the Loman Ray High School Prep Football Confidential on News Talk 1400 WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. Jim Rosso with Colin Likas, who uh, you can read about your week four storylines in your Thursday News Gazette. That's right. Your predictions. <laughs> the predictions also. that are always uh, sure How'd to you do make last our week, fans Colin? happy. Uh, I went 8-2, and two, uh, which is fine um scott ritchie is dominating the field actually that's not true joe vizzelli has gone perfect the last two weeks so now we have a tie for first place but all right scott's very consistent nine and one all three weeks he's scott knows a lot about uh, high school football for a college football writer got another strange one this week uh, a saturday morning game yeah. featuring uh, urbana and central yeah, you know, that's uh, it's done out of uh, abundance of caution, uh, the words of Jane Stillman, Central ID, and I totally get it. Uh, and uh, when At nighttime, uh, you put a bunch of people together in a confined area, and silly things can happen, uh, and sometimes tragic things can happen, and, you know, sometimes it's best to, best to avoid those situations. Uh, so while some people might not like getting up uh, early to go watch a football game like that, uh, it's for the best, I think. It'd be interesting to see if... Uh Central and Urbana and Centennial ever get to play another Friday night game this season. Yeah, yeah, I mean, on the road, certainly. But around here, you know, it it might not happen this year. All right, uh, our top ten comes in tomorrow's News Gazette. Earlier we tweeted that Monticello might be deserving of a a rise to number one, but uh, I look at your list, and there they are, number three. They're there, number three, the Sages, you know. I don't think they get bothered by that stuff, though. They're not a big uh, stats team. Prime example uh, I was at their game last week against St. Thomas Moore, which they won 35-6 to to remain at number three in our top ten. Uh, Cully Welter broke the program record for most coaching wins uh, with his 78th. I went to ask him about it, and he said, oh, no, I, I appreciate it, but I'm not really interested in talking about that. Uh, that's uh, that's Cully Welter, and that's Monticello football. They don't really worry about statistics uh, except for the wins. That's that's what they're worried about, and that's why that program has done so well while Cully has been there for more than 10 years. Uh, but a little more on the Sages. Uh, Braden Snyder threw for two touchdowns and rushed for another. Uh, that, that matchup against STM was supposed to be a, a battle of the QBs with uh, Bryson Lee as well, but the weather really prevented things from getting uh, kind of crazy like we thought it might. Uh, Alec Bundy rushed for a touchdown, caught a touchdown. Uh, Asher Brad returned a punt for a touchdown. So Monticello scoring in all different facets. Uh, as we talked with Hayden Cargo at the top of the show, uh, Rantoul will be facing Monticello in week four. Sages get it gets a little tricky for them later in the season. It though, does. Right? They've uh, you know that you can't take anybody lightly in the Illini Prairie Conference. Uh, that's for sure. But week seven through nine, uh, Pontiac Prairie Central and uh, St. Joe, um, all three of those teams are 3-0. and uh, So there's going to be some uh, serious dogfighting at the end of the season to decide who comes out on top of that conference. All right, our News Gazette photographers will be in Tuscola on Friday night. Yes. So if you see them roaming, wave. You might get on. Yeah. On the roll. Yeah, you'll certainly. Uh, they, they like people who are flashy and who, uh, you know, you but, know they're, they're standing out. But the number two Warriors have one of the games of the week. 
They do. Uh, game against, and they're coming off uh, what was going to be an interesting game against Central A&M, and Central A&M jumped out to a 7 nothing lead, and then Tuscola summarily ran them over, 55-28. to uh, The Warriors at number two in our top ten, improving to 3-0. and uh, Those 28 points were the first points they allowed all season, so back to the drawing board for the Tuscola defense. Things are things are ruined now. No, no third shutout. Uh, but uh, Luke Sluter becoming a serious dual threat at quarterback for the Warriors. Three rushing touchdowns and three passing touchdowns. Uh, that's uh, not something he's going to be able to do every week, I'm sure. But the fact that the, he is that able to uh, mix up his game is good news for Tuscola, which was uh, which lost a few key offensive pieces uh, to graduation. Uh, Brandon Douglas becoming a favorite uh, receiving target for Sluter. Uh, two receiving touchdowns. He also returned a fumble for a touchdown on defense. Uh, and as Jim mentioned, game uh, a game of the week candidate Tuscola taking on 3-0 and St. Teresa in Central Illinois Conference uh, action. Uh, some good uh, some good teams over in the Central Illinois. We talked about Clinton already. Warrensburg-Latham also 3-0. and uh, There's some, some good undefeated uh, progress going on in the CIC and Tuscola-St. T or two of those teams all right what's it going to take for GCMS to get knocked off its perch uh, to lose <laughs> pretty straightforward uh, if they if they fall in a game then uh, unless everybody else also loses they probably will not be number one the next week that being said uh, they won 57 nothing last week so they are number one for uh, the fourth straight week uh, GCMS uh, defeating Hayworth 57 nothing. I mentioned uh, last week how the GCMS offense giving up GCMS defense, I should say, giving up 12 points, uh, third most points they've given up in the last two years in a regular season game. That was probably going to cause them some uh, inner anguish, and uh, they took it out on Hayworth uh, the the following week. Uh, that's the second shutout of the season for the Falcons. Uh, they're averaging 42 points a game as well. Nathan Gerrard, 139 yards and a passing touchdown. Jared Trantina filling in for Mitch McNutt very well with 91 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. Uh, Hayworth, 35 yards of offense. So the GCMS defense uh, did, did its job, uh, to say the least. Uh, Fieldcrest up next. That was a team that was receiving AP votes, but uh, Fieldcrest suddenly one and two after a surprise loss to Tremont last week. So uh, GCMS looks to have a maybe an easier path there. But then the Fisher Bunnies await, and uh, that game, based on what happened with Fisher and Tri Valley last week, not going to be a cakewalk for GCMS. All right, it's going to be tough to knock any of those top three teams off. Those are the three standouts. All right. Well, Colin again is going to be at St. Joe Unity. If you want to say hi to him, always say hi to me. Just. Uh, don't don't try to tackle me or use any football moves on me. Save that for you know horsing around the house or something. Follow him on Twitter. He's a he's a beast. He'll keep you updated on all things be. high school, not just football, but yep. all the sports. I'm gonna go talk to a, a tennis coach right after we get get off the air here. Excellent, Colin. Well, I've enjoyed it. Uh, looking forward already yes. to week four week, results. Week three in the books. Let's go to week four. All right. Uh, this has been the Luminary Insurance Prep Football Confidential. See you, Colin, next week. See you, Jim. See you, Evan. Yeah, we'll be back next week to recap week four of the area football action here on News Talk 1400, WDWS Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS Champaign-Urbana. Special shout-out to the late, great Mac Miller for the instrumentals here today. Hope you guys stay tuned. We've got the Lovey Smith Show coming up here on both stations again, News Gazette Media Stations. Good night.